Hi, this is Neha and you're listening to the Bold Enough Podcast. Join me in this authentic journey engaging in uncomfortable but real conversation with wonderful guests. If you want to listen to real people who are winning in their own way and not as society told them to, then this podcast is for you. The Bold Enough Podcast is produced by Liuva Digital, hosted by Neha Gudu. Hi everyone, welcome to this new episode of the Bold Enough podcast and I am very excited to have Sunita with me today as a guest and uh, we are going to talk about her story, her journey and of course she's going to share uh, advice and tips if anyone has been in the same situation before. But before we start our conversation, I will let Sunita introduce herself to you. Hi Sunita. Hey Neha. Hi Neha. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so privileged to be here. Thank you for inviting me to talk a little bit about myself. I call myself as a consciousness coach and I'm also the founder of Awakening Sutra. It's a site, it's a blog, it's a coaching service that's completely dedicated to helping people in the awakening journey, especially people who are going through any kind of spontaneous awakening journey, getting the awakening into our day-to-day life, so bridging the gap between spiritual living and the practical day-to-day living. That's my passion. I explore the potential of human consciousness, its evolution, how human consciousness works and uh, the consciousness, human psychology, spirituality, how they all finally come together. That's that's kind of my passion. I'm also a certified uh, meditation mindfulness teacher, uh, integrative wellness and inner transformation life coach. Uh, I'm a positive psychology practitioner. So this is on, on what I do as more probably my passion and calling. And in my other roles, I'm a a corporate technical leader. I'm still doing my day job, the nine to five job. I'm also a multi-pageant winner. I'm a singer and a mom and and a wife. That's about me. (laughs) Wow, that that is amazing. You you wear so many hats. And yeah, uh, probably, yeah, a lot of roles, right? It's it's fun to, to experiment with different roles. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we are going to uh, talk a bit more about what to do later on in the episode. But first, let's go back to some years where you were very successful academically, a state rank holder, highly accomplished corporate leader, which of course you're still right now. And uh, But still you felt empty and unhappy inside. So many times when we see someone, you know, very successful, climbing the ladder of success, their achievement, their accomplishment, we tend to assume that they're very happy in their life, that they have all all what they need. Sometimes people feel like, okay, why couldn't I be like them? Some something like that and it's it's an assumption that we make actually but usually that's not true because even people who are very well successful in their career path or anything they are human beings just like you just like me just like everyone who is listening to us at the moment and they do have their moments they do feel empty and unhappy and so many times we've seen even celebrities who uh, fall, fell into depression and everything. So can you tell us a bit more about this phase of your life and what was your story back there? Yeah, so growing up, I was this uh, very high achiever, kind of a perfectionist. Probably it, it grew over the years. Uh, like, you know, I was usually praised as a, as a perfectionist girl or as a very strong girl or like, you know, uh, you know how to get things done, you know how to keep things in control and so on. So what happens is slowly you develop an identity over it. You become 
that. I mean, it's like your identity is based on achieving. Your identity is based on being a perfectionist. Your identity is based on success, right? And then that, that's we and, and in the society, in the general way of looking, we're always taught to aim after success, right? Failure, we are in the failure mode. So go after success and that's the end and, and, and that's what it is and then you'll be happy. But then for me personally, perfection meant I was being in control, which meant I could shape my future, the reality, the way I wanted to. And, and, it, and it started going into the adulthood also, like, you know, I did my master's with, with full aid and then uh, I started topping in my university. I started like I, I got one of the best jobs uh, that probably anybody would dream about and I was I was doing literally very well even in my workplace and career and so on but internally you know there was some kind of a unsatisfaction and it was very difficult for me to point and say this is what it is oh this is the reason so this is what I can do about it it was very difficult it was it was a place of unknown it was a place of feeling like emptiness it was not complete within and and it's very difficult to go and share this with anyone because because the first thing they'll say is, oh, you're just thinking like too much about it. Stop thinking about it. But this was beyond thinking for me. This was actually a sensation that was going on within like, you know, in, in a deeper core uh, gut level sensation. That is something that I was continuously trying to avoid. And anytime I would feel empty, I would be like, no, I don't want, I don't even want to look at it. And I would actually keep myself busy. I would go, go do like, you know, uh, uh, singing classes, dance classes or art classes. I would... I knew how to keep myself busy and I knew how to achieve, but I was probably pushing those feelings under the rug. I never wanted to look at those because it was scary. I mean, anytime those feelings would come in, these are these feelings are like, I, I don't even know how to explain those feelings. Like deep inside your body, deep inside your core, inside your stomach, you feel extremely uneasy and you don't know what it is. You can't even comprehend. There is no cognitive ability to understand what's happening. So usually what we do is what we are told is push the bad feelings away, keep the good feelings in. So I would just push those feelings in and, and, and I, would, I would probably suppress it. I would probably suppress these emotions and, and I don't want to look at it. And uh, it went on for a long time and I didn't know what to do about it. I was not spiritual. I was not a very religious person or so. I would I would worship every day, but I was not utterly religious. So I didn't know who to talk to and I didn't know what was happening. So I just, <laughs> I just kept it under the rug and I was leading my day-to-day -day life. Uh, I, I actually agree and can relate to what you're saying at some extent, I also know people who feel like this. And when you said that uh, we are taught to, you know, educate yourself so that you can have the best job, so then you can move to the ladder and then you're going to be happy because you're going to achieve everything that everyone wants. But it's actually not what everyone wants, but no one teaches us about that. And that feeling of uh, uneasiness and unhappiness, I've seen that in my friends too. I don't know if uh, they are listening at the moment, but I'm sure they can relate. I know a friend who is incredibly successful in whatever he does. He is just amazing at what he do, but he has this feeling of unhappiness inside. And since he just put it away in a box, each time the feelings come up, he's like, nope, 
I'm not looking at you. And I think it's yeah. also because, you know, how, ma- how many times we get, we see a lot of quotes about, you know, focus on the positive, forget about the negative ones. Uh, you need to have a very positive day, even if you're having a very bad day, just think positively and everything. But those, like you said, are actually like, Okay, so I'm not going to uh, even deal with whatever, what I'm feeling. I'm not even going to dig deeper. Why am I feeling like that? So I'm just going to focus on the positive side, which is, oh, so I did that today at work and it was amazing. You know, of course, it is amazing and it is something to be celebrated. But we should not forget that when your soul is unhappy, uh, it's like every. Everything is unhappy around you. You so, yeah. hit the right point. You you hit exactly the right point. There is a word called as toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. And if you see in today's world, like wherever you go on the Facebook, there, there is a post. Think positive, be positive. So what happens to those feelings, those parts within us that are not feeling good about like that they are feeling negative and for whatever reason maybe it's it's the way that you were brought up or it's the situation that you were in or the environment there are like parts like you know if if you imagine ourselves to be this puzzle right there are there, there are certain good parts there are certain bad parts within us and we only tend to look at the good parts be with those good parts feel those good parts use those good parts because we think those things are going to make us happy but then these negative parts these bad feelings or whatever we call them right i mean there's no there's no good and bad but but i think it's it's the way we discern them so these bad feelings and the issue neha here is if you continue to suppress those negative emotions negative feelings negative thought processes these can actually grow into physical symptoms and I, and I experienced those myself and, and I can talk about it later on. They become like these contractions of the body and then they can turn into physical symptoms. They can turn into anxiety. They can turn into depression. They can turn into like, you know, emotional cutoff, being numb, uh, disassociation syndrome. Like, you know, so, sometimes you just disassociate yourself from what's happening. Like, you know, mind gets foggy. So, so now what we initially thought was a psychological problem starts becoming a physiological one. And you'll start feeling it like in your body. And I think you hit the right point about the the, the toxic positivity thing. Yeah, that is so true. Also, when you're saying about the, how it can turn into physical problems, like, you know, it could just be a simple thing. A simple headache can start with a simple headache and you don't know why you have, you're having your headaches. And then it's a migraine and then it's, I don't feel well. I can't be productive. I don't know what's going on. Or it could be on your mood as well, like you don't want to want to talk with anyone and yeah. you don't know why and yeah, yeah. sometimes people don't really know why this is happening because you know i don't know if it's the how the society taught us that you know whenever you're having a headache or anything it's usually something with your body so you just need to go and take medicine and you'll be fine but No one actually uh, talk about how if you're having a headache or whatever symptoms you just told that it could be something, an underlying uh, feeling that uh, you're not looking at at all. So um, why do you think that we are like this? Like some of us are like this. Do you think that it's because in childhood no one taught us about that or it's the way uh, society has been conditioned to function? Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody taught us because frankly, nobody knew 
knew about it. I, if I did not go through this, uh, and I know we can talk about the trauma and so on, if I didn't really go through this, I didn't know how to tell people about this, how to tell, how, how to even take care of my kids in, in a way that it's like, you know, give them the option, give them the choices that they need to, and, and more like, a, you know, they, they talk about the conscious parenting, right? If I literally hadn't gone through whatever I went through in my life, I don't think I would have learned this myself. So I think people just didn't know and I'm not like you know going to blame my parents or or their parents and so on they just didn't know and and I think Neha is also the evolution that we were in right before if you go back to uh, generations ago it was all about uh, like, like the lowest chakra that we talk about right the root chakra it's all about security all we want is money all we want is food safety right because they they go into those kind of mentality that, that is how they were operating and my parents were all about we have money so save some money it was all about saving because you want to make sure that the future and then when when we started I think I came from a good background like you know uh, upper middle class background so for us it was for me it was not about you know saving money and so on it was it was more about okay what What's next? What what is life about and, and achievements and, and and like you know getting your self-esteem and so on and so on. But then we realize that there is a step after all of this. That's when the true spiritual journey begins. And we'll, we'll talk about that later in, in a proper story. But I think that part, and I'm so glad we are talking about this at, at all ages right now. When I teach people today, I have youngsters who are going through these changes or beginning to question themselves. And I go through and, and, and I teach older people also. So they, it's, I feel it's happening at a global level right now. Everybody is questioning. It's, we are not looking outside for answers. We are told finally, and we agree 100% that we need the journey begins to happen from inside, from inside, starting from outside, go inside, then back again outside. And, and, and that's the cycle, right? And, and that's what is happening today. I truly believe the, the reason why we suffer is, is very simple very simple we either push things away push feelings away push experiences away or we grasp things we grasp experiences we grasp feelings very simple at the core of it and that is what an ego does that's what the little me does that's what the little self the self with a small s that, that is usually spoken about in the spiritual world that's what it does if, if you think, if you go back to any time in your life, wherein you were elated, like really happy about everything, and then you wanted to hold on to that experience, or you're really sad, you wanted to push that experience. But then what happens is on either side of the spectrum, when you're there, and if you try to hold on to that spectrum, and, and resisting is also a kind of holding on, right? Like you're resisting is, is kind of, I want, I want to only be the good, I, I want like the, the positive thinking, I only want to think positive, which means you're kind of resisting so so there is, there is an identity that we will develop and that's the ego identity and we identify ourselves with the ego identity and the ego identity can be extremely good the ego identity can be extremely bad it can go on all sides of the spectrum that is the issue that, that's all it's, it's a very simple issue push pull uh, one of my teachers at the Ashanti he talks about when when we are in the constant mode of no no is pushing away more right no more i don't want to i don't want something that's no i want more of something that's grasping we're actually no more 
right? When we say no more, we are dead. Like we are not awake. We are not living life, right? When you are in the constant chase of no more, we're actually no more. And and that was a beautiful thing. Like I just wanted to say about about that 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 teaching. And th- that's the simple answer why we suffer. That is actually beautiful how you put it. And I agree with when you said that our parents or our grandparents and the past generation they did not know about it. So maybe that's why they did not teach us about it. But now that we uh, we know about it, I feel like we need to talk about it more, to share our experiences, to share not only uh, what's going great, but what happened to us, the struggle, the failures, uh, the trauma and everything. You know, the more we talk about it, the more uh, people are also going to feel like, okay, so this is a normal thing as a human being, you know, to experience of everything, not only the positive side, not only the happy things, but also the sorrows, the bad, the pain. And you, it's, it's like a balance. And it's like you said, if we don't go through, through whatever we are feeling, for whatever that happened, so how can we actually feel the good part of it? So let's talk about, I understood that you had an accidental error during a surgery and this is where everything changed. How did you become bold enough to survive this trauma? What happened that, you know, you had this click and then you realized that, okay, this is what I'm meant to do now. Yeah. So we'll, we'll take back. This is more than 15, 16 years ago now. Uh, and I, I think that's when my whole journey began. It was an accidental error. I don't want to go too much into the details of the, the, the technicalities, but what happened after that was I was told that the, the there was a severe nerve damage to my left arm and uh, uh, it started like there was no sensations, there was no movements, there was no feelings below my elbow. Uh, a little bit starting a little bit above my elbow but completely down uh, no sensations no feelings and the prognosis was unknown they didn't know what was going to happen so it would come back it would not come back but the recovery chances are very minimal that's what i was told and i rem- vividly remember that day and my feelings at that point of time was first of all it was rage right it's it's the anger it's like how could this suddenly happen to me like what did i do to deserve this why did god do it to me why did life do it to me you know i think we all go through this we, we become angry first right and then usually what anger turns into is despair and then it turns into helplessness and then it becomes depression and for me i was actually uh, clinically depressed because during those moments i didn't know what to do and it's like you you get up and then you're you, you, one day you're just told you don't like your hands are not going to work, your arm is not going to work, and, and you don't know what to do, and, and, and you don't know how long to wait, what's going to happen, nothing, right? It, it's a complete land of unknown. And then that's that's one side, right? It's it's the anger. Then the second aspect is, is about the fear. It's like, oh, what's going to happen to my future? Uh, will I even be like, you know, as girls, like, can I comb my hair? Can I make some hairstyles? Like, you know, small things like this. Can I actually cook properly? Like, you know, with cutting vegetables versus you know, daily work, comb, like driving my car. And, and, and I started going so much in the future. I was 26, 25, 26 at that point of time. And 
I was like, oh, if I, when, when I have my babies, can I actually lift my babies in my hand? Like, you know, you get into all of these, all kinds of questions start going in. And then that turns into anxiety. I was severely anxious. I started having arrhythmia, panic attacks and so on. So depression on one side, anxiety on the other side. And it was not just about past or future. What, what I learned was happening was I started questioning about my identity. Am I worthless? Will I be accepted? Will I be lonely? Will I be loved? Where, what is my life now? Who am I now? Right? And that identity, when it hits, that's the most difficult thing. It was sometimes you realize it was not about the arm. It was not about the situation. Now you begin questioning about your identity. Your whole survival is, is kind of questioned. And, and this fear of unknown was like literally tearing me apart and, and and my hand was not healing, nothing was happening. So, and, and, and you know what my background was, right? Like my background was being this perfectionist in control and, and like, you know, getting the things the way I wanted. And on this side, I was vulnerable, a victim right now. I didn't know what to do. I knew how to succeed in life, but I didn't know how to gracefully accept failure in life. I was not taught. I never knew how to do that. And it went on for, for some time, Neha, and, and, and I started like, you know, going into my own cocoon, severe depression, anxiety, a lot of body issues started happening. And, and one day, probably the, the, the voice within me finally made a last declaration. I can't. I can't fight anymore. I'm done. And 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 I looked, I remember, I just looked like, I don't know what I was looking at, maybe the sky or so. And then I said, life, you win. I lost. You win. Like, you know, it's, I still tear up when, when I talk about it, but and, and it, it, probably that was the last declaration I made. It's like, and, and, and somewhere I thought that I was against the life and I had to do everything to win my life and, 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 and see, again, I was resisting what was happening, right? And, and then there was this, this moment and, and I've been having lots and lots of aha moments, but the first one started with like, oh my God, like the, 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 the deep suffering was when I, when I gave up, I can't do this anymore. That identity had to be gone, had, had to go, had to leave for some time. There was, and as soon as that identity started surrendering, like, I can't do this anymore. What happens is naturally there's an acceptance within us that comes. And this, and this is what spiritual talk is all about. Like, you know, there, there's a deep surrender that needs to happen. And, and there, there's a deep acceptance that naturally comes in. And when I, when I let go of that identity, uh, it, was, it was some kind of a holding, it was some kind of an energetic body holding. And it was not difficult to let go of that identity. I probably had to go through a deep suffering, crying. I was on my knees and I give up. I can't. Then what I realized was, and, and, and of course, that there's some kind of an awakening that, that happens during these times. It's uh, without going too much into the detail about it. What I learned was my aha moment was I didn't have to do anything to accept myself. I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was just let go of the identity that wanted life to be in a certain way. That's all at that point of time. Because you see, I was beyond what I could do. I was, I, I started as, uh, as probably nothing. And then I started achieving maybe failure or success. And then I started becoming more into the success layer. That's all I could do. And now life put me in a situation where it was beyond me. 
there was something else that, that had to come into something else that had to wake up and then start coming through me. And, and that part of the deep acceptance is what I learned that, that I didn't have to do anything to be accepting. I was naturally accepting. And what was blocking that acceptance was these identities that I was holding on, right? The fear of, am I going to be worthless? Is, is people are going to accept me? Are people going to laugh at me? When I just, because losing those identities are very difficult and, 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 and we hold on, we, we contract, we become tight. And, and sometimes in, in, in those moments of deep surrender, where you can't do anything, there is nothing that I could do. I just surrender. I'm like, I, I the, the, the surrender, if I had to give you what it said was, I don't care what happens. I don't care if the hand heals. I don't care if I'm happy or not in my life. I don't care if, if I'm accepted. I'm fine the way I am just this moment. It was just that that one moment that I was fine. That's all it was. And then it, it was a very deep relaxation that I went through. And I, I can't even comprehend what, what it was, but, but, but at the end of a few minutes or a few hours. I don't even know. I don't even remember what happened. It was like, I'm fine. I'm really fine with it. I'm okay if my hand doesn't heal. It was just that shift. And, and usually what they talk about is a quantum shift that happens. When you, when you surrender, there's a quantum shift that happens. There's a deep acceptance that, that I teach acceptance right now to, 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 my, uh, to the people that I, that I work with. And it's a very radically different way of looking up acceptance rather than saying, I will accept my negative things. I will accept, just remove the things that are blocking it and you will naturally see your acceptance. And, and that was the biggest realization for me. And that is when my whole journey started. And miraculously, within weeks, my hand started healing. The moment I accepted my hand the way it was, my arm the way it was, that I don't want any change, it's okay the way it is, I will still lead my life. Probably something happened and, and my arm started healing. Uh, and, and today it's, it's almost 90% healed. Wow. I would say you're very brave. And thank you for sharing this story. I know it's not easy to share the suffering that you went from. I wanted to ask you something. You talk a lot about the acceptance and everything. Do you think that we need to go through the deep suffering in order to accept it? Like, no one uh, likes to suffer. Most of the time, we are running away from suffering. We are running away from pain, from sadness. If there is a situation which we fear, if there's going to be, a, I don't know, it could be a simple thing, a confrontation with your partner. It could be, we run away from those things because we don't like to suffer. But eventually, lives happen and things happen unexpectedly where we find ourselves in situation which we never thought would be. Like in your case, like in everyone's case, I don't know anyone who've had like a smooth life where everything is positive and happy. We all uh, had to deal with stuff and we all had to deal with suffering. What would you, uh, what advice would you give to, you know, people who are feeling that suffering for the first time? It could be anything, even sometimes even a small thing that happened could be a big thing for someone. You know, it could yeah, yeah. lead to big pain and they don't know how to deal with it. And since we're conditioned to run away from it because uh, we want a happy life, we want a positive life, we want a life 
full of joy, happiness and everything. When this happened, we don't know what to do. And you talk about acceptance, which is true. Though The moment you accepted you the way you are at the moment, things started to change. But that acceptance, that step to accept it, it's really difficult. Yeah. So what advice would you give to anyone who's, you know, in a situation where they can't really accept what's going on because they don't want to feel that suffering. They just want everything to be okay. What would you say to them? Yeah, so, so it's, it's a beautiful question whether everybody needs to go through suffering to wake up, right? So let's look at three categories of people. A certain set of people who, who literally have nothing in life, right? Nothing in the external world, no materialistic, nothing. And for them, if you tell them, go within the, the answer is go within simple right but then if you tell them to go within they'll be happy and they'll be like oh thank god because there is nothing that's happening in the external world for me then, then i'll go within right so they will go within and then they, they can transform and they, they'll start diving deep and we'll talk about the, the practices and so on and then there is again completely um, high achievers and, and i don't even put myself into that category it's like extreme high achievers, top rating people who are like extreme, like, like in art or in, uh, uh, or in whatever they have done in life or so on, they have already reached that stage wherein they know that whatever they have done in the external world is not giving them, that there's something again lacking, right? And for them, now they're open. If you tell them go within, now they're actually open to seeing, uh, okay, I, I went through this whole life, but, but still something is missing. And, and I can go with it now. But then th that's only probably 5% here and 5% there. For the, for the rest, 90% of people like you, people like me, sometimes what happens is the, the, the world out there, right, is, is fine. It's, it's beautiful. It's, things are happening. Of course, there, there, there are moments when we are sad, but then there are moments when we are happy and so on. And then we, we try to go look at those happy moments. And then if you tell them go within, they'll say, I will go within. I just after that promotion, I will go within just after I get my soulmate. I will after I get my 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 house and so on, right? So there there is a lot of <laughs> a lot of these uh, the, the, these things that will catch our attention. And I have seen and, and I have worked with a lot of people and I have read books about and my some of my teachers and so on. Somehow, for a lot of people in the middle category, uh, suffering becomes a blessing, and, and we start going within because we, we can't and and once that glimpse open up opens up no matter in, in whatever way once it starts opening then the natural movement starts taking in there's not much you need to do however for people in this in this middle category i think the the most important thing to do is first of all raising awareness in a way that going within is the answer and 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 neha some people very frankly some people are ready for this work and some some people are not just ready for this work and and we should not be like going and telling everybody go look within stop doing whatever you're doing and it's 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 up to them and what what we need to consider is in this life right everybody is unique there are different people doing different things and and leading life differently unless and until it comes from within for them hey I am suffering, right? And I need to look at myself in a different way. And, and that energy is, is a grace that comes from within that will say, I need to look at things differently. 
I should, I can't, I, sh- I should not be doing this, right? And then that is a beautiful point to start their journey. And for some, it just doesn't happen. They're fine and, and they're okay, and which is which is absolutely fine too, as long as they're happy, right? And then when when they come to that level of like, you know, I'm suffering, that point, that tipping point is when they need to go to the right teachers, right coaches. This is very important. I want to take a little bit to time to talk about the, the different levels of coaching that we have in the industry today, right? We'll talk, the, 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 the first kind of coaching is a performance coaching, right? I, I don't know how to run my company. I will go to a business coach and, and I'll get whatever I need to do, or I need to go to a, a, a sports coach and I'll learn something and so on. So th- those kind of the very specific things I want to perform uh, with an upcoming uh, speech, uh, speaking engagement. And I want to with a speaker coach. That, that's a very common coaching. The second kind of coaching or second kind of transformation that we go through is, is where the world is right now. And this is called about the, the empowered way of living. Initially, it, it is just about simple things, point A to point B. And even before that, there is something called as this victim, being a victim, things are happening to me this way, I need to do those changes. Then you give them empowered kind of coaching, which is all about changing your mindset, changing your belief structures, changing your behavioral structures, changing your habits. And this is all in the subconscious mode. And and we have seen a lot of these coachings currently, right? Uh, Everybody is talking about mindset coaching and so on. And there's a final kind of coaching, which is not being talked about much in the industry. This is where the true spiritual journey begins. And this is called the journey of the spirit or the awakening journey or the awakening into your soul, wherein it's it's not about there's nothing about self-development there's nothing about fixing there's nothing about improving but then you fall into a different realm of going completely within and now you're ready and a lot of people who come into the suffering today are actually ready but however they go back into these mindset issues they're actually in the tipping point in a very very ripe way to take them beyond the self-development However, they fall back into the self-development, the wish your cycle. Oh, it's like I'm, I'm having an issue with my relationship, right? And it's like, or, or, or I'm, I'm not happy in my life. Instead of going to the next stage of diving deep within yourself into the soul, what we are told, oh, you're not happy because you need to clear certain blocks and go achieve certain things. Or you need to find your passion. You need to find your calling. Right. I mean, we know it, it's it's and it's OK. It's OK to some extent to be there. But then people are just getting saturated in this whole thing, in this whole vicious cycle. And they are stuck after getting the right purpose. They're stuck after getting the right soulmate, like getting the right calling, right job. And that's that's where it is. And then the, and then people, when they're ready, they can fall back to the final path, which is the going with it. And I teach a technique and, and how to get people to adopt this. I teach a a teacher method called as a reset and R-E-S-E-T. And, and the first step in that reset, sorry, do you have any questions? I wanted to pause a little bit and, and ask if you had any questions. Yeah, actually, when you said that when people are ready to move to the next stage, but eventually they fall back, I could <laughs> relate to that because I did that too. And, and I know a lot of people did that probably too. 
And when now yeah. I'm thinking why I did that or what happened that made me did that, do you think that it's because like uh, it's because that when we are at this at this point to move to the next stage, and then eventually we start feeding that next stage, and you know when you when you're in that next stage, you are in deep acceptance, everything is okay, everything is great, even if bad things are happening, you can deal with it with your feelings and everything, and. Since that point, there is, what can I say? No uh, same suffering like it was before, because now you can actually deal with it. Do yeah. you think that it's because of that, that people fall back? Because, you know, some people don't want to leave uh, what they have um, in terms of the ladder of success, for example, the achievements, putting their energy there and moving yeah. on because their passion is there too so how can we balance that because i um i i can't say i'm okay to say that um it's fine because sometimes i find it difficult to balance because sometimes i have this drive this passion for what i things that i really want to do in this life as a human being but then i do want to move to the next stage too And eventually, I don't know how to divide my energy. So at yeah. some point, I have to make a choice. Either this day, uh, I'll give my energy the other part. And the next day, I will try to balance it more. But I, I don't feel like this is how it should be. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's you. You brought in such a beautiful. I mean, I I went through that too, uh, and that's why I'm able to talk about it. And I know exactly what happened with me, and and I went through. And I'm sure a lot of people are going through this. And at some point, they're like, you know what? I, I think it's time I, I move on. But then to go from there to there, uh, it's we our psychology, right? We always look for answers. Correct. We want to be in the known field. Oh, this is my passion. I want to do. And there's nothing wrong in going after your passion. It's fine. But then something else comes within you and then says, oh, you should not be doing this, but you should probably be going to the next level. However, the thing about the next level, and this is the paradox. The thing about the next level is not to question or not to have any commentary on what you're doing, right? So now, if you feel like, hey, I want to do this like simple thing, I want to set up this company, right? Now, by default, if you want to set up the company and there's a desire to set up a company, you will, you will invariably go and set up your company. You won't have this dualistic mind that will say, I should set up my company or some other part will say, no, you should not set up. You should concentrate on your spiritual life or, or whatever that nonsense that goes on in our mind, right? And when I talk about the next stage, it's not like a stage wherein you go and, and everything before you, you leave or you change or your life changes. No, what happens in the next stage is actually you will just clear. You don't put new thoughts, new beliefs, new structures in place. That's, that, that's not what happens here. All you're doing is you're removing things from you and becoming more comfortable being and embracing and operating in the unknown. And now what happens is, and again, this is a shift that happens. Neha, I can ask you a question. So many times you've decided, I want to do this in life, I want to do this, but then you don't know how to do, and then you just suddenly give up. And then an, an idea comes to you from nowhere or, or the right time happens, right? So this one, you're going beyond your subconsciousness mind and you're falling into this place of unknown. We don't know what it is. 
But then ideas come into you, you know, and then you meet the right person at the right time. It's not, and it just feels like life is happening in a flow. And it's not that externally everything will happen exactly the way you want it to happen. No bad things will happen or, or so whatever we think from a psychology perspective. Anything can happen. You just know how to handle. And the next stage is not something that you have to let go of everything that you're doing. It's just helps you clear some of the, the conditioning, deep conditioning. The, the wrong conditioning, because we can still have conditioning and operate very well, but it's just the wrong, unnecessary conditioning. That'll, it's just an overactive mind, overactive emotions, overactive sensations that just automatically starts going away when you start seeing the truth within. That's why you don't have to do anything. And it's a very easy, simple way to, to do that. And then what happens, Neha, is once you go into that next level, you come back to your life and you start operating in a very, very productive way. Over the last, after this happened, over the last 10 years, I started learning how to sing. I started going for classes and I perform today and I record my own uh, singing videos and so on. I, I did three pageants. Uh, and I and I won in those three pageants. Uh, my career has has really become like you know I'm I'm actually loving my job and 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 like I, I really I, I really enjoy my work and and career is taking on on a full speed. Spending more time with my kids, uh, being more present with them, being with the family. Like we recently got a dog, and I I never would have thought that I would have had the responsibility and and the time to to involve. So what happens is this next stage, although I call it as a next stage, does not exclude anything that we are doing and all you have to do is just have a taste of it and once you have a taste of or a glimpse of it it'll automatically flow into everything however what happens is not what you want but what happens is what you are uniquely made for and, and th th that that's the deepest thing if you say i want to do this the question is why do you want to do this and if at any point of time if the question to that if the answer to that question is because i want to be approved in the society because i want my friends to look at me and say oh i have achieved something in my life i'm doing it so that i could go put it on the on my on my social media and then make everybody feel that like no like oh okay she has achieved something in life or i'm recognized in life those things start to fall away but, but you'll be happy that, 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 that those things because anyway, they were not in alignment. But then what starts happening is a completely different way. And there's, there's no question about your next steps. It just happens. You don't know where you're going five years or 10 years down the line, but you just know what you need to do this moment, this moment, this moment, this moment. And, and that is what fulfillment is. You, you don't question and there is no constant commentary that goes on. I should be doing this way. I should be doing that way. That slowly goes off. And and, and there, are, there are techniques that I teach to, to go into that next level. And we don't have to be too spiritual to be doing this or we don't have to be like in any religion to be doing that. We don't have to follow in any culture. It's just few simple steps that you can incorporate in your day-to-day -day living. And then you start having glimpses. The glimpses will keep increasing more and more by the day, by the years, by the months. And then you, you'll start operating completely differently. And once you understand the truth, you don't want to go and operate in, in the way you were operating before at all. You yourself will make that decision. Yes, I think you beautifully explain everything. <laughs> and that is so true. We're going to take a small break right now. Uh, so far, it's been a enriching conversation and I'm loving what we're talking about, really. So uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back up in some minutes. 
Hi, this is Neha, and you're listening to the Bold Enough podcast. Okay, hello everyone and welcome back. We still have Sunita with us and I am just loving the conversation that we are having. It is just flowing and it is really wonderful. Sunita, so before you were talking about the reset method. So, and how you're helping people as a consciousness coach using one of these methods, which is called reset. So can you tell us a bit more about it so that we can yeah. know? Yeah. Perfect. So it's a, it's a five-step process um, and it's R-E-S-E-T. And it's like, it's an, it's an acronym for each of the, each of the uh, steps there. So the first step here is R recognize recognize that that you're doing certain things it it's more on the aspect of being aware sometimes we are continuously doing certain thing and we are not even aware of what's happening but then you step back for a while oh i'm actually doing this like you know honesty with some honesty oh i actually felt negative towards that person or i actually behaved this way it's just stepping back from completely identifying yourself with what is happening to taking a, a little bit distance from what is happening and then looking at it from a second person's point of view. It just, you just recognize, you just notice it. Oh, this is happening. I behave this way. Oh, that, that's all. It's just that one moment. So the first step is just to recognize that this is happening. Like you're in a deep suffering. Like we can take an example of something like for whatever reason, uh, there's a relationship issue that, that's happening. Oh, I behave this way, right? That, that the first step, just being aware, just being conscious of what's happening. And if you just do this step, lot of times, 50% of your suffering just goes like this is the biggest this this is what is talked about in almost all cultures right just be aware you, you are awareness you're just being conscious about things right that's the first step the second step is go ahead so is the first step like uh, the deep acceptance step where you accept no. what things no. that are going no it's recognizing no. that it's happening just like the the, f the fine line correct it's just yeah okay. so let's say I'm, i'm having anxiety right oh, i'm having anxiety something is happening to me instead of just being there just know that you can actually take a little bit distance from the anxiety and look at the anxiety oh anxiety is happening to me i am not anxious my identity is not being anxious what's happening is i'm having an experience of anxiety. I'm just having anxiety attack or I'm just having panic attack. I'm just feeling sad. I am not sad. I'm just feeling sad, right? So then what happens, Neha, is you separate out from what's happening to who you are. There's a distance that, that, that comes in. Simple act of awareness, right? If I tell you, Neha, look at the wall, right? You look at the wall. You're aware of the wall. Right. And then I'll tell you, can you feel the sensations in your body? Whatever is happening, you're aware of the sensations. You're angry. You're aware that you're angry. That's all That's simple, very simple. Right. And if people can begin to catch themselves in the act that this is happening, 50% of the suffering goes away, period. No questions asked. 50% goes away. Now, if you want to go a little bit deeper into this method, The next step is experiencing. So now, if you take 
any experience that you have had take the best of your experience where you're elated joy happy and and you thought the world is under your hands and you take the deepest lowest moments of your life if you deconstruct any experience all you will see is that experience is either made of a thought an image that comes to you an emotion that flows in your body a sensation that happens either in different parts of your body in your stomach or your legs or shivering or shaking or so and if you're more energetically connected you can start feeling energetic sensations in your body any experience at the end of the day is just these four or five things so when you're anxious or when you're depressed now you know that you are you are not depression you are just feeling depression that's all now you go to the next step of what do you experience when i go through depression what happens when i go through my anxiety oh my stomach there's an uneasiness in my stomach my legs tremble my thoughts continuously go on and i feel scared i worry about the future like you see now what what's happening is you're deconstructing your experience into bite-sized chunks to see what they're actually made of right and then you're not completely caught in them that's all i'm not telling you to experience them all i'm telling you is just notice what the experience is made of thoughts emotions feelings sensations energetic movements that's all right that's again if you do if you're able to do this quite a lot again starts falling away you're not afraid now you're not afraid of your anxiety or depression you know it's just a feeling it's just an experience that you're having which will pass now the third step is self acceptance surrender it's all and and it's called s because for me it's it's a deep saying of yes to life yes to your experience yes to what's happening and when i say yes to what's happening the acceptance is not an external acceptance let's say uh, if there is if, if there is a woman who's being physically abused i'm not saying just surrender and get abused or or so absolutely no there is an internal acceptance that happens it's like yes this is happening i'm present in this moment this is happening to me and only when you say yes to whatever is happening those experiences you can actually take an action what you need to do next so you recognize you're having something you're you're having anxiety you 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 see what the experience is made up of then this is the this is the most difficult step right like acceptance self acceptance and and surrendering to it it's like you know what i will experience these feelings i will go through those feelings it's okay i'm safe right now and i'll experience those feelings and now in 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 the in the mode of experiencing these feelings i'm also a trauma support specialist so so there is a lot of question and answer section that happens here so let's say for a high achiever right for a high achiever i want to achieve this the question is what happens if you don't if you're not a high achiever what happens right then you fall you go you go to the deepest level of your core and there are only three things that you don't accept about yourself or you fear one is worthlessness one is loneliness and the other one is fear of death those are the, those are the three core things that you are made of period that that's that's 
deepest fear. So high achievers usually have a fear of being worthless and that's why they'll do everything possible to not feel worthless. Loneliness because they feel that they're not going to be accepted in the life, in the society, if they're not high achieving, right? They need to be recognized. They feel lonely otherwise because people are not going to talk about them or, or respect them or love them or so on. So so in the, in the acceptance path, it's about accepting that it's okay. If I'm worthless, that's okay. You don't have to go tell everybody that I'm worthless. It's just within you. I'm okay. If at this moment I'm feeling the, the sensations of being worthless, I'm okay to experience. You are not worthless or you're not worthful. It's just a feeling of worthlessness, right? If you think about it, it's just a feeling that all through our life, we just don't want to feel these feelings. These are called somatic way of dealing with your trauma. And I teach this. It's, it's, a, it's somatic is within the body, going through the body feelings and then experiencing them willingly and then transmuting. Michael Singer, I don't know if you've read about his book, it's called The Untethered Soul. He's a wonderful teacher who talks about the surrender technique and all he takes, talks about is the, the negative things that we have within ourselves. Don't express them, don't suppress them, but just transmute them. Convert from the expression of being worthlessness to release them. Just, just relax into it. And how do you relax? There is no other way than to go through the suffering to experience and release them. You cannot run away from them. You can't hide behind them. You can't go over them. You can't transcend them. Spiritual circles, we think we are the no self. We, we, are, we are nothing. We are empty. So, so any of the human things that are happening is, is, is something that I don't even need to look at because I've transcended everything. Yes, there are moments, there are consciousness where we transcend everything. However, you still have to live with your body. Right? And now your body is holding on to these things. So you have to come back to the somatic level, your physiological level, and then start releasing them. You feel a feeling. And once you start feeling the feeling, right, you have to be open, you have to be vulnerable. And vulnerable, everything is just within you. It's not to the outside world. Just within you, it's okay to experience those feelings. So that's the third step, which is saying yes to what's happening, surrendering, self-acceptance, whatever is happening within. Now the next E-R-E-S-E-T is engagement with life. It's not just about recognizing something is happening, it's experiencing and it's accepting what's happening and then transmuting those energies. Now, naturally what happens when you start uh, clearing all of these blocks within you, naturally what happens, there is something within you that wants to express wants to engage with life in whatever way it does you don't have to go and build a big company billion dollar company it's just talking to somebody else uh, uh, spending more time with your friends spending more time with your with your partner or with your family with your dog it doesn't matter you just engage it's it's called embodied engagement meaning you start engaging the, the reason we need to engage back in life is because all the triggers for us are in life we tend to go into cocoon when we are sad, right? We just want to stay. We don't want to. But then what expression or engagement forces us is to look at those trigger points, those areas wherein we get triggered and all our, because see, these feelings are hidden. And for them to come into alive, for them to be alive, 
you need certain situations, right? You, you can, you, somebody can push the button. You might be all like, you know, I'm relaxed and everything is good, but there's some incident that will happen and then your, your buttons get pushed, right? So willingly go to the life, engage with life. You want to run a company, go run a company, see what's there. So, so this is like literally pushing you beyond your comfort zone without any unnecessary beliefs. I can do it. I cannot do it. No, absolutely no beliefs. And when you're when you're in a state of completely no beliefs, what happens is naturally something within you, the deeper intelligence, the innate intelligence within you starts coming into effect. And that's why I say engagement is so important. Engagement to expression of creativity, starting your company, whatever it is for you, do that. And then the final thing is the truth the truth of you who are. So if you keep on doing the four steps, R-E-S-E, as much as possible, the truth begins to open up. You will see yourself. You will see how your mind operates. It's like, oh, it's just a thought. I don't have to believe the thought. It's just a commentary that's happening. Oh, it's just an emotion. Oh, it's just a feeling. And if, if I sit with the feeling, the feeling just goes away. That's all. And then you will start seeing the truth within your own life. And then the truth begins to show up in all the external world to as soon as things change within you, with no beliefs. <laughs> I don't want to put any positive belief here. It's just pure no belief. Then the truth begins. And then the, the, then the truth of who you are as just simple consciousness will, will begin to flower by itself. There's, there's not much we need to do. You will, you'll start awakening to the, to the life, to, to waking up to whatever is happening. Uh, it, it, it's a natural process, like the, the, the transparent self or the true self or the authentic self. That's the truth, what, which will eventually happen. That, that's my technique that I teach people. And, and I go deep into each of these categories and, and, and I work with them. But at a very high level, that's what I teach. Okay, I have, um, I just love sure. how when you said when someone is feeling anxiety or panic or depression to just say, I am not the anxiety, but I am feeling the anxiety. I love that because sometimes when we are, we are in the moment and we're having a panic attack or an anxiety, we we feel that, uh, okay, this is happening to me or I'm going to be, something's going to happen to me. But like you said, it's just experiencing a feeling of it. Like the anxiety is not me. The depression is not me. It's the feeling of it. And the feeling, like you said, with the reset method, we can go through it through different stage. So at this part, uh, really, uh, you know, uh, I love that part. I'm going to try that uh, whenever I feel, you know, whatever I feel, uh, the anxiety or anything, to just say I am not the anxiety, but I feel I am feeling the anxiety. So I'm recognizing that I'm feeling it, but it's not me. Uh, it's not going to be me in a couple of hours. It's not going to be me exactly. tomorrow. Yeah. So it's just in the moment. And still that moment is just a feeling. That's a thought. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Where did you found out this method? How? 
I'm curious. So this is so so when I went through my own journey and uh, and I told you how they started uh, manifesting into physical symptoms. I went through fibromyalgia. I went through TMS syndrome. It's called the tension myoneural syndrome. I had severe insomnia. I had chronic pain and I had chronic fatigue syndrome. So then I had to come up with a way. Then I started training with many uh, teachers from the Eastern methodologies. I was uh, with the, my my teachers were from the Buddhist traditions, from Zen traditions and from Advaita traditions that's on the eastern side and on the western side I started uh, working with like you know I'm also like a CBT uh, practitioner and I, I also use CBT methodologies NLP methodologies on, on the western side and, and I'm, I'm always looking to bridge the gap between the eastern and the western either we completely fall into the eastern methodologies and we don't know how to live the day-to-day -day life sometimes that happens or we are completely into the psychology and it's all about achieving and, and doing and success and mindset and so on and then we forget about the the core spirit aspect of us so i wanted to create a technique this is just my own technique I, I i came up with the with the acronym and i came up with it and i wanted something so that it, it stays with people did i reset myself i'm having an anxiety attack did i reset and reset also forces your body to just reset right like oh it's happening it's just reset it's, it's, it's the old thing goes and the new thing comes in. It's just resetting yourself. That's all is needed. Every moment that happens, just reset yourself. But when you just do reset, what happens is you go through these five techniques. And, and it can it can literally change your life. It changed my life. And, and I use the same technique to go through all of my issues, anxiety, panic attacks, whatever, all the things that I, that I spoke about. I used the same technique and all I needed to do was feel those sit with them say yes to it and, and start engaging in life and when, when i started doing that the, the, the truth started and of course i did a lot of other um, uh, practices of uh, deep self-inquiry self self-realization uh, 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 self practices deep inquiry practices meditations all forms of meditations and so on so i also did that but i'm just taking i'm trying to make it as simple as possible for people to start using this in their day-to-day -day life. We don't need to go through all of those things to follow this methodology, it's simple. And this will still give you the same benefits of whatever we did, whatever I have done probably for the last 15 years. You should be able to use this just now, like right now, anybody can should be able to do this. Thank you for sharing this method. I'm going to use it and I hope people who are listening to us We'll use it as well. Uh, is this something that we can find on your website or your blog? Oh, uh, no. You know what? I, sh I should probably put this as a proper technique. No, like like an actual technique and then and then write some details about it. I don't have that. I just teach it. Um, yeah. I haven't uh, documented okay. this. Probably I'll do that. Yeah, I should do that. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, we're nearly at the end of our episode. So quick, rapid questions. What is uh, the one biggest milestone so far in your life i know you have a lot <laughs> but the one that you know uh is hold on to you dearly yeah for me one thing that i want to say is we actually don't fear the unknown we only fear what we think we know about the unknown we're always afraid of the unknown correct like this is gonna happen that's gonna happen but then if you think about it 
you're not afraid of the unknown. You know you have an innate intelligence. When the situation comes, you know how to handle. But what you're always scared of in life is what you predict the unknown is going to be. What do you think the unknown is going to be? What do you imagine the unknown is going to be? And for me, I think this is the biggest learning. So, so that's why I'm so comfortable with the unknown now. I'm fine. Like <laughs> anything I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm really pretty comfortable with the unknown right now. Okay, thank you. And uh, lastly, uh, before we end our episode, what advice would you give to our listeners? Do you have uh, other things you want to share with them? Or it could be that one of our listeners, we, we've talked about so much today, there are so many things, which is just uh, wonderful. But what is specific steps or advice beside the reset method that you just shared that you would give to to someone who is in a situation of suffering or is in a situation of the fear of the unknown like you just said so what yeah. what would you say to them yeah so uh suffering and again <laughs> it, it's a very weird it's a very unconventional wisdom that i'm going to give you and for some people it, it may help is when you're suffering tell yourself it's okay to suffer it's okay. It's okay. Don't run away from the suffering because the very act of running away from the suffering is creating more suffering. It's okay. When you're anxious, it's okay. Feel it and see what it is all about. It's okay. Right? So don't make your motto in life that I am not going to suffer in life. No. The motto in life is saying yes to life. I'm suffering. Okay, I'll suffer. Because as soon as you say, it's okay for me to suffer, the suffering runs away. Try it. Try Like, you know, I really want everybody to try this. We are like, I should not be angry. In, I should, I need to control my anger. I should not be angry. If you just sit with yourself, I'm not saying express the anger, but I'm just saying, if you can feel the anger within yourself, it's okay. Try, try, try being angry just within. I'm not saying go and do things outside, but just, just try to feel the anger within you and then see what happens. It'll just evaporate. It cannot. As soon as you put your awareness on that energy of anger, the anger just dissolves. It just melts. Because, because that's what this true love is. It's not the love that we talk about. Like, you know, I like this because it makes me happy. I love this person because he or she makes me happy. That's not love. Love is no matter what's happening, can you feel that? Can you be with it? Can you be present with it? No matter what's happening. The most negative feelings of yourself, show the love is just be with it and see the magic happens for yourself. <laughs> Would you say that it's more of letting go the control? Because sometimes we try no, to control just... everything. So, so when you're feeling that you have to be in control, right? So now if I tell you, let go of the control, you will now think that you need to do something to let go of the control, correct? Like that, that's, that's, the way, that's the way our psychology works. Oh, I need to do, but how do I let go? How, what do I need to do to let go? Right? See, see now how, how again the things are getting manipulated, right? Instead, I don't have to let go. At the same time, I don't have to hold on to it. Do nothing. Just sit with it. And when you do nothing, what happens is the feelings 
that were hidden beyond, below that, that identity of trying to be in control will come up. And that, oh, this is going to happen. That is going to happen. If I don't take care of this, everything, the whole world is going to fall apart. How is my future going to look like? All of these questions are, are hidden, right? Now what happens is when you let, when, when you just stay with it, when you just feel it, now there is no defense mechanism. You're not controlling, you're not, you're not holding on to anything. So there's no defense mechanism. You become open. And when you become open, all of these negative thought patterns, emotions, feelings will come to surface. And that's the courageous surrender is asked for, that you have to face those feelings, face them. There is no way you can run away from them. If, if, you, if you really want to un, uh, feel what joy is, you have to go through these hidden feelings. And the only way you, you, you go through those hidden feelings is by feeling them. There's no other way to, to get them out. And they, they just need to be transmuted. So that, that, that's all. It's a very simple practice for anybody. It's a very simple practice, but it's, it's not easy. Uh, but if you just do it many times, it'll, it, it'll just become your day-to-day. -day. I mean, you don't even think about it. It'll just automatically happen. Okay, yeah. And one last thing before we end our episode. Can you tell us a bit about how, uh, because you're a consciousness coach, how the different levels of coaching can help people? Why should, uh, like you said, uh, at some point in, during our conversation is uh, how coaches going to the right person is very important. It could be a teacher, a coach, a mentor or something or anyone that you'd like to go, but it has to be the right person. So how can, uh, in, this, in this context, so how can a coach help people in different ways? Yeah. So, so again, it depends on where you are in your life. Uh, for some people, maybe career-wise, they just need to go to the, to, to, the, to the more about the surrendering aspect, saying yes to life, but maybe they are not well advanced in their relationship. So it's both the combination of the spiritual side and your psychology, both the big, you're not doing anything to realize your big self. You can't do anything to make your big self better, but you just need to recognize that that's, that's an aspect of you. And on the, on, on the smaller self side, on the psychology, there is always learning. There is always knowing things. Like I, I wanted to set up my business and I, and I took the help of a business coach. So, but then identifying, so when you're at a moment in your life where and you've done, oh, I, I've done like, I understand and, and being honest within yourself, understanding why you're doing what you're doing, will just asking the question, why? I need to do this, why, why, why? And when you go through, you will exactly know why you're doing something. If it's a deep desire or whether it's a, it's a thing about, I wanna, I wanna feel good by doing these things or achieving and I wanna feel good, I wanna be recognized, right? Only you will be able to answer that question. And, and when you when you find that answer and then then is the right moment right time to practice the the coaching and and usually what what I always tell people is you will get attracted to the right kind of teacher at the right moment it's something that just naturally happens and I don't know how it happens I I, I, I got into the right teacher at the right time for me so um, you will be you'll naturally be more inclined towards certain teachings and and, and don't always think that some of the teachers are all like empowerment, believe it, that you can do it and so on. And, and it sounds very fancy. 
right? And, and somehow our psychology can get affected by it and we want to do that. But just be honest within yourself and ask why you want to do certain things. What is it? What is important for you in your life? What is it? Like, you know, go keep asking questions within. Then you, you yourself will know what kind of teachings you need to be doing, what methodologies you need to be doing. Uh, uh, and, and all methodologies have their own space, uh, their own time. Every methodology is okay. The problem happens when you hold on to one methodology. It's all about the beliefs. No, it's not just about the beliefs. It's beyond the beliefs. It's not only about positive thinking. It's beyond thinking, in fact. So be honest within yourself. That's the very difficult thing to do. Uh, we, we can be honest with others, but we can't be honest within ourselves. So be honest, know what it is, what you want. And sometimes you won't get an answer. The answer is not yes and no. The answer is I don't know. And it's a beautiful place to be in. When you, when you find the answer, I don't know, just me, just know that it is actually a deeper intelligence will come into effect when the, when the time is right. So it's okay. So important thing is learn to relax. <laughs> That's all I can say. And it'll happen. It'll happen. It, it'll, it'll eventually happen. And, and you will get attracted to the right teacher. You will, your body will, your spirit will, your soul will, will go after it. Yeah, that is so right. If I can just add, it's also uh, set, just setting up your intention. Yeah. Uh, with the right uh, energy and everything. And then like you said, relax. And uh, of course, ask your questions. This is how you will realize what you really want. It's like, you know, when I decided to start the podcast, I didn't know how to do it. I don't know anything about podcasting. Where can I find the right people? I knew what I wanted to do. Like I set the intention and it hasn't been like, an overnight uh, things that I just started yeah. doing. It was before I just said an intention. Uh, I didn't even know it would be a podcast. I just wanted to have a platform where we could talk about things, uh, have a conversation, real conversation, things that people don't talk about. I didn't know it would be a podcast or anything. I just set my intention. Of course, there was all the stress and everything. It's what if everything goes wrong and, you know, all of that. <laughs> But then I yeah, let yeah. it flow. It took time. I let it flow. It was, uh, it came from, okay, do you want to write? Do you want guests to interview guests for writing? Uh, do you want to do an app, an application? And then eventually it, it turned into maybe talking about it, which is via a podcast or a YouTube channel, would help people connect better. So then eventually I started going in that direction, but with all the tension and everything, you know, I never done podcasts. What do I need to do? Where do I find those, uh, those people I that I know, you know, the right people? But eventually it flows and I got attracted to the right people who not only the right people to talk about things on the podcast, but also the right people to help me set yeah. up building it Beautiful. and doing the Very things nice. because I did not know anything about it but I have the right people around me now who help me who tell me okay um this is it could be basic thing this is not how your mic should be this is not you know how the sound should be or how your camera should be or anything and I did not even know uh, where to find those people but I did and uh, <laughs> 
There you go. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, and today I have uh, the right people who I wanted to, uh, you know, on the podcast, uh, wanted to talk about things who are okay talking about those things openly to share the story, but not only to share the story, but to tell people who are listening to us to make them feel comfortable talking about it also. This is yeah. was the intention. And it relates to what you just said about anything. For me, it was just, I'm just sharing what happened with the podcast. But for anyone who is listening to us, it could be anything in any context, in any, whatever is happening in your life, just, uh, you know, be still, relax about it. It It's just that, I don't know if it's human to stress about everything sometimes when you're just getting all this question oh my god how am i going to do that and sometimes it's come it comes unknowingly you know you don't just you're not stressing uh yourself knowingly and sometimes just unknowingly but then it is important to do your reset method like to recognize okay i'm stressed and this is a feeling of stress i am not the stress i love that so i'm going to use that always beautiful beautiful i'm so happy <laughs> yeah okay so i think we have to end the episode now uh it was really really nice having you as a guest today sunita our conversation went longer but i loved it because it was natural it flowed and we yeah. talk about stuff that i love talking about and i love that people are going to listen about it also so thank you for being a guest on the podcast today thank you so much thank you neha for having me and thanks to everybody uh, who's listening um, i'm really blessed thank you thank you everyone and uh, i will see you in the next episode thank you sunita bye everyone Thank you for listening to the Bold Enough podcast hosted by Neha Ganyu. If you like what you heard today, please follow us and tune in weekly as we keep on breaking the barriers together. Don't forget to show your love on our Instagram account and LinkedIn page. See you!